Triple M's Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Thanks to Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance and power without limits. Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. It's the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell on this Thursday afternoon in about oh, 35 minutes' time. We'll have Tom Papley joining yeah, us from the Sydney Swans. But we'll also get you to call in on one triple three five three later on around what happened on the boys' night out. Well, I've got some information, boys. There's been a survey uh, put together. It's come across my desk. It's all about having a couple of nights out a week. Look Best it. for a man to have a little bit of time away. From his family, just with his mates. So, see, so, so they're the sort of surveys that we can get get around. Oh, you know? bloody a bit of research. That's well, what about this place? This place is about to play cricket. About yeah. to play a T Twenty, Dell. Yeah, we got a T Twenty over there near uh, Allianz Stadium. Oh, SCG. Oh, it's so, on, it's on uh, the B field. Why, why do you Why do you say yes to a game? You have got a radio on this afternoon. Oh, they're, they're playing at quarter to six. Because oh, you know what I'm like. I'm a big energy man. If I get bored. Uh, but they're all the bankers and that from around the ASX and all that, so okay. I'm going to go there and whip their asses. Oh, Beautiful, yeah. love your work. Yeah. And uh, what about Pink, <gasps> mate? What's Pink, happened there? It's bloody embarrassing, especially for anyone on the northern beaches. The Manly Skiff Club is a great club, right? In Manly, Good place looks, for a bit. looks over the harbour. It's basically beautiful. It looks out over where all the um, the ferries come in from the city, right? So yep. that's that side of Manly, not the not the beach side of Manly. Too stuffy for Pink, you're saying? Well, oh. basically, Pink turned up. She had a reservation for eight. She turns up and they say, "Oh yeah, we have got your reservation. Just need some ID." It's Pink. What? All right. That's the first thing. It's pink. She's quite recognisable. Anyway, even after that, she goes, well, I, I just don't have any on me. And they go, well, you can download the Services New South Wales app. <laughs> and everyone's looking around and so forth. Anyway, it gets to the point where the bloke goes, if you haven't got any ID, you can't come in. Oh, End of story, right? Please. And, of course, everyone's around going, oh, no, I think we know pink and people are showing her album yeah. covers, yeah. going on Spotify. This She'd is made the a person. booking as well, though. She'd, She'd made the deposit. And paid the deposit, oh. which you have to do there, by the way. Anyway, they, they turned Even her... Even Del, you would have said... They, no, turned, you know they turned her away. The whole party went away. And now, of course, the Skiff Club have come out and said this. We sincerely apologise for the misunderstanding surrounding the idea requirements to be used in the instant to improve our processes. Oh, my this, God. I, Come I, on, guys. You've got to be better. I've got no problems. The Skiff Club, I go there a bit and catch up with my Anthony Seabol. Yeah. Mate, there's rules and regulations, and uh, unfortunately... It's pink. Doesn't matter, mate. Oi, no one's <laughs> better than anybody else, Listen mate. to you. And you know what she should do? She should have done what I done when I went to America, when I went to uh, Shutters. They said, have you got any ID? I Google myself, and then they let me in. Oh, that's ID. That's ID right there. I, I think myself. pink is bigger than you. I know that, but so I'm saying... So when people had Spotify with her photo or her yeah. album cover, the person on the bloody desk should have gone, yeah, yeah my misunderstanding, first drink's on us. Rules are rules. Bloody rules are hell. rules. Well... Read about it. Read about it. Read his mail. Yeah, let's get all the information around the game. A rugby league is about to start up again, but what about... This Vegas sex Front trap. Page. I mean, you and I are going big, fella. I'm assuming it's not for blokes like you and I. Oh, not for me. I don't know about you, Gussie. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw obviously... me under the bus, Reedy. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be still clear of you, Gussie. <laughs> Look, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's obviously a lot of uh, distractions and temptations in Las Vegas. That's pretty well documented. Um, and, you know, I think the NRL is doing the right thing by getting the, the top cop in Vegas. The guy actually spoke to the Super Bowl teams. He addressed them about the dangers of Vegas. And they brought him in to speak to the clubs and the players. So, look, I mean, I think we all got a, a bit of a, um, a warning shot last week with Paddy and, and, and Adam Reynolds sort of having, having their, their their incident in Brisbane. I think that was a reminder that we're only one sort of 
bad incident away from the game being dragged through the mud again. So, look, I think the NRL's got every faith in the players. A lot of security guards are going over there with them, but it's just an extra precaution, just to warn them of some of the traps in Vegas and, and you know, what can happen if you, I guess, put a foot out of line over there. So I, I think it's a smart move by the NRL. So I'm hearing things like, you know... Extortion and stuff. Extortion, you know, like there's a lot yeah. of ladies there that may just come across as a lady in a pub, but they might be, you know, ladies of the night mm. or stuff like that. And they've already worked out who the players are, how much contracts they are, if they're married or not. So maybe a photograph might be taken or something happens. They then extort money out of the player so partners and wives can't find out. Stories like that, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Look, look, the worry for you, Gus, is they look up blokes and their wealth and they target the guys who are all in their wealth. <laughs> Mate, I reckon you're an obvious target because we all know you're flying, Gus. Hey, I might so, be I might be flying, but I'm also understanding if a good-looking girl comes up to me, then it's not because of any other reason. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of big money, Reedy, Leilua spoke to the, dra- spoken to the Dragons, but also Canberra yeah. monitoring the situation. Yeah, he's managed to work with the Dragons yesterday. Obviously, it was the first step towards uh, Luciano potentially returning there. Luciano's had a Zoom with the Dragon with Shane Flanagan today uh, to talk about what happens. Look, I mean, Canberra actually approached North Queens about Luciano last year. They actually went through the front door. They said, um, we're really keen on speaking to Luciano if you consider letting him go. At the time, the Cowboys said no because Toddy Payne was a huge fan of, of Luciano Lelua. What The situation now is obviously their cap's really tight. Um, you've got Hill and Lukey, you've got Ruben Cotter they've got to upgrade, and something had to give, and in the end, it's Luciano that uh, um, will make way so they can keep those guys. Mm. Canberra's issue is that the price is just astronomical. There's been talk that Luciano's asking prices minimum four years, $900,000. Oh, I don't think wow. they're going to go there. What? I'm saying that's yeah. the asking price, not what he necessarily may get. Yeah. And, and certainly Canberra won't go there. I know the Red Hot go with Dave Fafita. If they're going to throw that sort of money around, I suspect they'll, they'll ask the question of Dave Fafita again because Dave's got that option in his contract that he's got until round 10 to take up. But they're certainly monitoring the situa- situation with Luciano. And those talks that they with Flannel will be pretty crucial and pretty critical to decide where Luciano ends up next, or this year, sorry. So um, we'll wait to see how that sort of unfolds. I've worked with him with the Dragons. He's a great young uh, young. Four times nine hundred. Yeah, no, no, but I don't no. think he's worth it. Well, but not, I, but, but what I'd like to see him do, what I'd like to do, is take take a little less, go back to the Dragons, because mate, in the next over uh, the next three or four years, he could do anything in the game. He, he's a great talent, but he hasn't reached his pinnacle yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay, speaking of uh, talent, what about Terrell May? Uh, has he received an offer from the Roosters, mate? Looking at a two-year extension. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, they'll table an offer to him now, an official offer. He's got a new manager. Wow. That offer's been tabled to him. Uh, he's looking at a two-year extension. Now, I'm not, I, I suspect he'll end up staying at the Roosters. He's off contract at the end of uh, this year. Um, there's a bit of talk that Canterbury were looking at him. They dropped off. But now the Roosters have sort of fired their first shot. They've made him an offer. Uh, I, would, I would imagine he'll sign a minimum two-year extension. I reckon it'll probably be a two-year extension. And I think he'll stay, but... Um, yeah, this is progressing pretty quickly now. He's settled his management issues. Oh, that's great. Uh, Uncle great Nick. news. Uncle Nick, he's too good. I he love wants Uncle to Nick. stay at yeah. a club that could win a comp, mate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no worries, Cassie. <laughs> hey, hey, just really, I've got to say, too, I know we're talking yeah. about the players over in Vegas, but can I say, yeah. I'd love to put yeah. some cameras on some of the, the media, especially oh, you, oh, mate. Yeah. You, <laughs> mate. You're, you're known to have a good time, mate. When so. do you arrive? Yeah, me? Yes, mate. Yes, you. Oh, Dell, please. I'm one of the caramel ones. I know you are. You, Emma Lawrence, always triple M away Trips, you and Emma Lawrence are really good. Uh, Emma leads me astray, sadly. She likes a beer too much from me. I'll be staying clear of them. Boys, um, this is a little bit of uh, research has come across my desk. I want you guys to focus in. 
and have a good Where's listen. Where's this research from? It's from a psychologist in the UK. Okay. Yeah. New research has come out of the UK saying men need to meet up with their mates twice a week for a brew, and when I say brew, I'm not talking about a cup of tea, to stay healthy in a UK study. A, mim- a minimum of two guys' nights a week to maintain good health. It's a scientific fact that you're gonna, your man's going to be better off if he has a couple of beers twice a week with his mates. Their friendships become stronger. They become better and their life is richer because of these uh, times together. You need to physically and more frequently be with your mates. That's what Stephen O'Reilly says from Guinness. Guin- oh, from, from Guinness. Guinness. Oh, oh, from is Guinness. that the UK study? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on the Guinness. Guinness. <laughs> He's on the Guinnesses too. The Guinness, <laughs> the makers of the famous Irish Stout commissioned the research. Oh. So it's not their research. They yeah. only commissioned it. I thought you were saying like it's Oxford University or something like that. Which in... Yeah, I thought it was Cambridge Inn. It's not. No, it's Guinness. Which in turn, not surprisingly, recommends the benefits of drinking a pint or two with the lads. Now, boys. Oh, hear that. Wherever that research has come from, and as far as I can see, it's a UK psychologist, right? That is what I'm talking about. That's the type of stuff we need to talk over dinner with our missus tonight. Properly. That's I'm taking that home. Don't throw this out. We'll take it home. We'll talk about it. But it got us thinking about nights out with your mates and stuff and, well... What you happened on the boys. boys' night, mate? What do you got for us, Oh, mate, I've had a couple of – I like boys' nights. I get excited. I, I sort of lead the charge. But when we were at the Wallabies, Eddie Jones didn't mind it. This is when Eddie Eddie could coach, okay, when Eddie was fun. <laughs> 20 years ago. No, no. When so, Eddie could coach. No, no, I love you, Eddie. But um, So we, we played England at Twickenham, and then he just said, okay, boys, go out, have a great Did night. Did you win? Uh, I'm not sure. It was a close game. It was hard to beat him there. Anyway, so <laughs> so, I, no. so I've got my little crew, okay? I've got Who's like, your crew? George Smith, uh, Matt Rogers, Lottie Dakiri, and uh, Justin Harrison. So they're sort of my guys I was with, you know. Okay. Anyway, and um, so we go out, and London's a fun place. Yeah. Anyway, so this is my first tour. I'm off the bench. Anyway, so we go out all night. We get home at about 6 a.m. Our bus leaves at 7 a.m. I, I, I say to them, I say to them, tell Eddie I'll meet him in Italy. Leave my passport downstairs. The manager came up and got me. Phil Thompson said, "Mate, you got to come now." Tell so, Eddie, I'll um, see you in Italy. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's probably yeah. That's that, you're that's, not even in the team. Oh, at no, that's a telltale sign. I, you're pretty arrogant. There. I, I know, I know, I know. So I got <laughs> reprimanded. So I had to at a dinner. The the blokes who actually got in trouble actually had to serve drinks at the dinner. They had to be waiters and that, oh. that as punishment. No, as punishment. Okay. It was me and a couple other boys because you're late to training. Yeah. But once again, that's when I, I pull myself in the line. You got pulled into line. You didn't pull yourself into yeah, line. You, know you wanted to sleep and go to Italy. What about you? I mean, you're the biggest. Yeah. I've got one that still gets brought up years after it. Like this this place in the cross called the Guana Bar oh. back in the day. It was a little... little oh. uh, Look at the smile on yeah. Del's face. <laughs> little night spot in there. A um, little night spot. You could go escape life in there for a little bit oh, anyway. Okay. And um, <laughs> I, my wife was uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, Lynette. Yeah. Um, she was basically ringing me, going, "Where are you?" And I said, "I'll come and meet you. Oh. I'm just with the boys." Shouldn't that have been a telltale sign not to marry her? I'm just with the whinging boys. and whining when you're trying to have a good time with <laughs> yeah. your mates. This is what the research says. Yeah. It's not me. What it's happened? Not me. It's research. What, what did Lynette well, do? Well, let's just say, yeah, the friendships became stronger and better after a few beers. And I was, I was enjoying the night. I'm going, I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. I'll, I'll get in a cab. Sure enough. We're just having oh, a oh, bit no, of fun. No cabs, of raining and oi, everything. Oh, brekky beers. Um, <laughs> I end up having to go home because she wasn't there when I got there because oh. I'd been out for too long. Had to go home 
and there was a pot plant in front of the, the front gate. So basically she'd locked me out by putting a pot plant in. I've had to navigate that, which I was struggling to go, get inside and the door's locked. I don't have a key. And her sister was there looking after her. And what said, does her sister look like? Oh, yeah. So her sister, said, right. her sister oh. said, where have you been? And yeah. I just knew. I was just in, I was well, in all sorts. That should have also been the moment for you to realise that you're getting that type of attention yes. before you were married. I, I, I've, met this, I've met the sister. She's not a bad sort. She's on a second marriage as well. Oh, yeah. Well, you apparently everyone better, better off second time round. Hey, what happened on the boys' night? Give us a call right now. Paul's giving us a call. G'day, Paul. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Good, Lance. How are we doing? Mate, we're very well. What happened on the big night out with the boys? Um, went to the truck races at Oran Park when they were going, and my two brother-in-laws lived at Norellan. Um, so they've walked home. They've got about a K from home and put the esky down, and then they realised it was full of water, so their arms were pinging, and they carried, a, carried an esky full of water all the way home. <laughs> oh, my God. It's heavy as hell. Oh, mate. <laughs> you know how heavy water is? Yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh. Let's go to Boydo in uh, South Penrith. How are you, Boydo? Oh, good, boys. How you going? Good, yeah, mate. What good happened on the boys' night out? Oh, this is a few years back, but um, we all decided, we're from Penrith, so we all decided to go into the old Coca-Cola, the King's Cross. Yep. So we went up the King's Cross, and this is when you could take a box of beer into Porky's with you. So we all, <laughs> there, was a, there was a few of us there, and oh, probably about 10 or 12 of us, and we were all about 25, 25 years of age, and anyway, we're going to Porky's with a couple of cases of twist stops in front of Boydo. I think we're no, going to have to jump Boydo. over. Boydo jumped in the beach there at Penrith. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think so. He's got the snorkel on. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's let's go, go to back Sharon back. there from Northern Beaches. How are you going, Sharon? Okay. Are you going to? Obviously, it wasn't my boys' night out, yeah. but I wasn't my boyfriend at the time, but became my boyfriend later. I hate to admit. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the eighties. Lived on the Gold Coast. Every night was we went wherever the local dollar night was. Yeah dollar drinks all night. He still had enough for a hot dog on the way out the door, right? Mm. So we'd lost track of all these the boys that were there that we were going to meet up with hours before this. About four o'clock in the morning, my girlfriends and I all rolled out. We bought the obligatory hot dog for the walk home. And then we wandered over to Greenmount Beach. Yeah. There he was laying on the grass in his white suit with his pink shirt and his special white winkle picker pointy shoes on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious, or somebody, we don't know who, had come along, unzipped his fly while he was having a coma on the grass and <laughs> put you-know-what in a hot dog bun and walked away and left him. They've there. left oh, him with that. What? <laughs> and you ended up marrying him, Sharon? Oh, God, no. No, oh. I was... Oh. Couple of years, and then I just thought this is too much, and I moved on. Oh, good wow. idea. Well played, Sharon. That's stayed hey. for a bit, <laughs> mate. How good are the boys' stories? I know we lost that one caller. Can, can I tell you one about Andrew Johns and uh, Chris Lee's? Bloody oath, yes. you can. So um, I was at the Reds at the time, so you know we weren't winning too many games. Anyway, so Andrew Johns, um, Mark Hughes. Obviously, my absolute champion. Yeah. So Joey was obviously his mentor. And uh, so I was around and Chris Lee's was around. His horse, Empire, won at, um, won at Doombin. Anyway, so the boys call me. Joey, when Joey calls you, you sort of go, what's going on? Well, he goes, mate, meet me in the Paddington in half an hour, the Paddo Tavern. They had a limo. We went down to the Gold Coast. Tara goes, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Paddo for the afternoon. Mate, I didn't get back till the next morning. Oh. So, and that, hey, thank you, Empire. The boys won so much money on Empire. <laughs> 
next guest is one hell of a guy. You may be swondering why I'm saying it like that and why I'm now using swan puns. Well, firstly, I'm trying to get Jude excited about the Bloods culture. Yes, I am, Jude. Yes. Check. And secondly, I'm trying to drive home the point that this guy's, like, really Sydney Swans. Like, it runs in his family. Not only is he their forward and he was their leading goal kicker in 2019 and 2020, but both his grandfathers played for the Swans when they were South Melbourne. It was meant to be for this fella. Please welcome All-Australian squad member and Sydney Swans forward, Tom Papley. Yeah, we've got him in the studio. The Swannies kick off their 150th year against against the Giants coming up, big fella. How are you feeling? How's the body and... How are the Swannies? Going well, boys. Nice little intro there. Right on to the, uh, the crew. Uh, yeah, we're going well. It's um, obviously a massive year this year, 150 years. Such a rich history of the club um, from South Melbourne to now Sydney Swans. And really looking forward to this year, 2024. We've got a couple of new really nice recruits going well. Healthy list at the moment. So I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of those recruits, you've got uh, you know Taylor Adams, you've got Brody Grundy, Joel Hamling in defence. It's pretty exciting, but it's you know, some good headaches for the club as well. Yeah, bloody oath. And um, I don't know. I think you can forget James Jordan as well. Yeah, He's going really nice on the wing. It's great knowledge. They can bring stuff from Melbourne, Collingwood, um, and even Joel Hamling. He's won a premiership for the Bulldogs, been a Frio. So he brings all this, all this experience in. You use it, and yeah, it's been good. Collingwood and Brisbane Lions were one and two, and that, there was a bit of a gap. You know, they set a really good standard last year, and, and Collingwood, I mean, it was a great grand final. You know, we all loved it. Um, what do you think the Swannies have got to do to, to compete and be better with them? Yeah, uh, they were the two standout teams. A great grand finals actually over in Europe and watching it in oh, Italy. So oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> would, have, would have loved to be there, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think what they're so good at is just their contest and they win the ball. I think with Grundy and, and Taylor Adams and James Jordan in there now, that's going to help us a lot. Um, but yeah, like I think they've just been so consistent over the years. I think with a healthy list this year, hopefully we can get in some good groove, good form, and, and push for it. Jude said earlier he loves getting some AFL blokes in here mm. and so forth because we're obviously very sort of league focused. But your own form, you've been one of the leaders there in Sydney, just not just goal kicking, but just on the field. That responsibility that you have, how do you feel about that? And does that sit comfortably with you? Yeah, it's good. Um, I suppose when I first walked into the club, I was just a little fat little plumber coming from Bunyip. <laughs> and, um, yeah, to say I've been in the leadership group, um, probably I think I've been there for four or five years now. It's I don't know, it's a bit bit different. I didn't expect that. It sort of just slowly grew um, as I went on. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I've learned a lot off great, great leaders. Like, I think it started with, like, Kieran Jack, Jared McVeigh, these guys, and then Joey Kennedy. Um, and now, like, the, the ones that have been there recently, like Dane Rampey, Luke Parker, and even Cullen Mills, who's the sole captain now. It's Do you been... learn much off Rampey? He's a lunatic. <laughs> and we speak to him quite a bit. He, I wouldn't listen to a word he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's my sort of guy. <laughs> he's very unique in his ways. He's, he's, Space uh, cadets. He's good. I love him. <laughs> He's, he's very, very unique and uh, that's why you love him. He brings a different angle to it. He's very, very relaxed. He's, he'll rock up whenever he wants to rock up. He's good. Perhaps <laughs> you do your best work inside forward 50, but we've seen you start, you know, centre bounces and, and bring that electricity around the midfield. But there's some tough spots to get in the midfield now, like with so many numbers going through there. Yeah, it is. It's um, We're just uh, having to think about it today and, like, they've got the got Giants next week, the first practice game, like, who are we going to pick? Who's It's going to be tough for spots. But at the moment, we're really spinning it through. We're changing a lot through forwards and midfielders and stuff. So that's it. That's the way the game's going now. You've got to be able to play both forward and mid. But, yeah, it's it's exciting. Now, I know you like to do some stuff outside of uh, football. You do some stuff with the Good Blokes Society, but also you love your racing and, and golf. Yeah, I, I do. Guy, yeah, yeah I love, I'll, I've got a little <laughs> podcast called The Early Crow Podcast. Um, I do. It's more of a sports and racing podcast. We do that once a week. And, um, yeah, it's good fun. But, yeah, I love my races. I love going down to the Spring Carnival. Um, oh yeah, and then even even coming up to the autumn um, ATC. So 
Um, it's good fun. A lot of people at the moment are throwing around, you know, top four, who's going to be in my top eight and stuff, especially down there in Melbourne where AFL is absolutely king. A lot of people say if things go right for the Swannies, they're a top four side. How much do you look at that? How much do you read about that? Or is it more just nice to hear, but, you know, you know that it's just paper talk? Yeah, it's like I think this time of the year everyone's sort of talking about that. Um, I think for us it's just the process. It's it's cliche, but uh, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We've got a new look midfield, new look team. Um, we'll just keep taking it step by step. Um, obviously, we've got some really talented guys, some great experience now. Um, now it's just about making the most of it and the ladder will look after itself. Tom Papley is in, but we want you to stick around, big fella, because we play a game called Two, Two Strong, Strong Hearts, Hearts and it's you We're doing this. and Jude. Yes. Oh, no. To the two Swannies. See, you look at each other's <laughs> eyes. We'll do two strong hearts with the Swannies after this. It's time to do this. Here we go. Two strong hearts. Tom Papley from the Swans. Jude Bolton from the Swans. Washed up, people Swans. Don't... I'm a washed up. Oh, no, you're not. You're one of the greats of the club. Right. Over 320 oh, games, yeah. two club premierships. Oh, yeah, about that. Six yeah. A lot of tackles. Six times <laughs> made a lot of tackles. Yeah, Second of the ball. That's what they say. Not, <laughs> not, not very good at kicking straight. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Mate, I missed Sam Reid the other day. Okay, I rolled down to Swans training. <laughs> the boys had wrapped up and finished because Super Bowl was on, so they were out of yeah. there. But Sam Reid's on the, on the training track just doing some rehab. And... Kirky's given me a handball to kick to him. I hadn't warmed up. I've oh, shinned no. it. It's gone <laughs> oh. sideways. It almost set Sam Reed back about two months <laughs> in his rehab. It was <laughs> diabolical. There you go. So two strong hearts. If you don't know this game, just to explain it, I'm going to throw out a topic and you and Jude have to say at the same time the same answer. So we'll do a little practice, okay? Your favourite flavour of chip in three, two, one. One. Somebody Somebody go. Go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Then you'd, you'd get one. But Do we get one? You don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn, you don't. Oh, okay, okay no, here we go. This is the game starts now. Oh. A Sydney suburb starting with the letter B in three, two, one. Oh, oh, no. No. oh no. nicely that's done. Too easy. My Beautiful. goodness. I that's thought a, you might go that's a tap moral. In. That's a tap in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is a tap in. Okay, number two. Something you have in your gym bag in three, two, one. Singlet. Oh. Singlet towel. Yeah. You can see the both good answers. He's a non-tubber. He's a non-tubber. You tub with your gear, with your speedos on or off? Off. Yeah, yeah, get it out. All these days, these days it's um, we've got uh, because it's. Uh, ladies and men, so we've got to oh, have the speedos on. Fair enough. Oh, that's fair enough. enough. Fair play. Okay, here we go. Number three. You're one out of two. Okay. Name a food you eat at the footy in three, two, one. Pie. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Two and three. Number four. Something you wear to the beach in three. Two, one. Speedos. Oh, 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 one. Giants? Oh. Who'd you say? Giants and you went Geelong. No. You went Geelong, Collingwood, oh, West Coast, all mixed in the one. Or West Coast? I hate them all. No, <laughs> yeah, you hate them all probably. Tom Papley from the Sydney Swans. Best of luck this year. And we look forward to hopefully speaking to you a little bit more. We'd love to have you in. Sounds good. And Cheers, the boys. Sydney Swans kick off their 150th year against Melbourne on March 7th. Go to ticketech.com.au now to purchase your tickets. The Rush Hours. Run the gauntlet. 
Yeah, we do it all thanks to Makita Tools. Now, Makita Tools have been asking you to dob in your mate who has not returned your Makita power tool. Linda from New South Wales turned in her own sister who stole her lawnmower because hers is broken and never returned it. Wow. Struggling to get your Makita power tool back from a mate, dob them in and you can win a $2,500 Makita XGT power tool set. Head to Triple M win page right now. It is gauntlet time and we have our first caller. We do, Stevie. How are you, brother? How are you, Steve? Good, mate. I'm banging the I'm banging the uh, dice right dice. here, which is actually a Rubik's cube that yeah. Judith just written numbers on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. This is this has been crafted out of a uh, a Rubik's cube. But we are going to get Gussie to roll you a first number, Steve. Okay. That'll be your reference number. Then it's higher or lower from then. You ready to roll? Yeah, mate. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's go, Gussie. Let's go, Stevie, baby. This is an easy baby. one. Come here on, roll them. What do you got? Two, two, number two. Oh. Higher or lower, Steve? This is oh, for the Makita merch pack. Yeah. Okay. Higher. He's going higher. Here we go, Stevie, baby. Yeah, One, he's out. Oh, you missed out, Steve. Oh. We go to Cole. I'm Bad so luck, sorry, Steve. Steve. He's, this is guys. Steve. Cole, you are on the Makita merch back, and your reference number is one higher or lower than one. Uh, higher. Let's go. Come on, Gussie. Oh, oh Gussie. He's, he's hit the post. He's hit the post. Oh, oh goodness. Honestly. I'm sorry, Cole. We've got to go to Darren. We are still on I'm the Makita. So sorry, Cole. Cole. Hold it, Gussie. You need yeah. to be better, mate. I know, oh. mate. I'm sorry, but Darren could be happy. Yeah. The producers happy? behind us are blowing up. Come on, Darren. Okay, Come higher on. or lower than one? Oh, hopefully higher. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Gussie. Come on, Gussie. Come on. Oh, yes, he's got a six. It's a six. That's you a get the Makita merch pack. Yes. Darren, let's go to the next one. Go lower. Go lower. The next one. Uh, higher or lower than a six for the Makita double pass. For a lower, please. Yeah, don't let's hit the go. This is the double pass. Don't, don't the Madam Webb starring Dakota Johnson. Don't hit the post. Oh, oh he's hit the post. post. Oh, not again. Bad Sorry, Dessa. <laughs> we, we go mate. to level three. Oh. Last one. And we got another caller. We bring one across. Oh, we've got, oh, oh my God, we have Sean in level line I'm too. So Sean sorry. in my mouth. Oh. How are you, Sean? Yeah, good, thanks. Mate, this is for four tickets to see Matchbox 20. It's on a, what are we on? It's on a six. It's on a six. six. Higher oh. or lower? I'll go Sean. lower, boys. Yeah, Let's go, go lower. lower. For yeah. the Matchbox 20 tickets It'll next sleep. Tuesday night. Yeah! You've got it. There it is, mate. <laughs> Fantastic. You rolled the two. Mate, great work, Sean. You've oh, run the God. gauntlet. We just bombed out a oh, couple yeah. of our sorry. listeners. Sorry. I'm oh so I need you to go to the training paddock and practice for But you okay, are off I'm to off. Matchbox 20, Sean. Sure, appreciate it, mate. Time for some footy. Before we get into the footy news, why is everyone coming in here and teaching me how to throw dice now? Mate. It's a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, People give me stick for me not doing it correctly. <laughs> yeah. mate, what, what I thought to Drew Bolton, he's got that many contacts, he could probably... Come uh, on, mate. Yeah. mate. What about um, the Tigers winger, David uh, Nofalumo, has broken his silence of leaving the club? Yeah, look, it's a tough one for it's a tough one for him because um, you know he, he's been um, he's been a great try scorer. He's one of the fan favourites uh, of that uh, that team, and it's one of those things when you feel like the club fell out of love with him. Yeah, you know, the fans love him, mate. I, I love him as a winger. Consistently played really well. Um, played well at the Storm when he got sort of recruited did, down there but, for but the half season. When I read the article, he said it was the beginning of the end. He fell out mm. when he came back. That the love uh, for him had gone because they got those young uh, back three, you know, the young wingers there. Yeah. Uh, they got the dream baller at the back who, who was an outstanding young talent. And uh, the other young young winger, um, you know, Tupo. He's, so will he go to Super League now? Is that the plan? I'd say so. I think Salford Red. See, at his age too, like he's still got a couple of good years left to him. And, you know, when even older wingers, 
you know, can can get the job done. You know, I've known a few of my time. So, and mate, he's he's a good fella. I like him. Always great energy. Always really good with the fans. So, uh, no, I wish you all the best, brother. He could be the man of steel. You know, it's the type nah. of person who go over there and score a heap of tries and become the man of steel. It was a fair comment. He said, basically, yeah. instead of dealing with it on a personal level, there's a no need to go to the press to leak negative stories. Don't think it's a nice thing to do. It shows what type of club you are. I don't have to deal with that anymore, which is a good thing. So, yeah, so he's giving him a drive-by on the yeah, way absolutely. out. Mm. Now, uh, pre-season challenge starts tonight. Bulldog Storm How at good. Belmore. The footy's on. Pappenhausen for the Storm. Um, Bronson Sherry in the sense. Well, that's the main. Pappenhausen, I'm happy to see Pappenhausen back. But I think the big story here is Bronson Sherry. Like, he took, took a four-year ban. He was like, he was 19, 20. He's in and around that emerging uh, New South Wales squad. He's always been a rep player. And you talk about uh, redemption, you know, he, he's a young kid who's worked hard. I'm, I'm happy for him to come back because, you know, I've been through that sort of stuff. Four and, years uh, a long time. Four too. years a long time. Yeah. But, you know, the good thing was he's, he's only young. But well done to the Bulldogs for giving him an opportunity. Uh, but this, this is going to be good in a troll, you know. Um, young Blake Tough, you know, he's, he's a Bulldogs there. They've got a few utilities to the Bulldogs there. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how Sorrelto goes because now he's starting to get his squad. Uh, but Melbourne Storm too. You know, people have just... They're saying they're, they're not the team they used to be, the squad they used Mate, to be. we've heard that before, too. Yeah. Indigenous All-Stars tomorrow night at uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium up in Townsville. The likes of Hamaso and Dane Gagai, Josh Adokar, Latrell. It's going to be pretty good, isn't it? Well, it's great. And what I love about this, players aren't pulling out because, um, you know, sometimes... The clubs can say, hey, listen, have a rest. You know, it happened to Joey Mano a couple of years ago. Sometimes I think Robbo said it's a short turnaround. But there's a real passion in this one. Um, it always has been, but no players are pulling out. And it seems to be full strength. Like the New Zealand Marty's on the Marty side. And then also, you know, you've got the Indigenous boys. Mm. And they've been doing a lot of good stuff for the community up there. I have a lot of friends and family saying they've been wonderful. Um, no headlines up there. Uh, the Broncos have done that for us this week. But well done to, to the girls as well because uh, this, the ripple effect from North Queensland all up to Papua New Guinea to the Torres Strait Islands uh, over to Perth. Uh, this is going to be uh, a wonderful spectacle. Full preview tomorrow on yep. the show because, of course, that match is tomorrow yep. night. I hope you just... speak to Adam Elliott too ahead of playing as yes. well. Exactly. So. Good mate, Adam Elliott. And he's got an even better wife. Yeah, exactly. Millie. Love there Millie. you go. Millie, part of the furniture here now. Tell you what, boys, there's been a few things that have been cancelled lately, a few announcements you, that have come. You, you in particular had a little bit of a Barry Crocker coming back from Melbourne last night. Oh, I hate and There's nothing worse than being at the, uh, the airport and you hear... Your flight has been delayed uh, due to... Especially when you're in Melbourne. And you're like, I've got another hour and a half and just sitting there. But it just got me thinking about those frustrating announcements. And, yeah, there's been the the festival groove and the moo has been cancelled. I'm so surprised it's been pulled because of of a lack of ticket sales. Tickets and things like that. Um, Usually pretty popular, eh? What's some of your announcements? What are the the things that you hate? You know what I really hate? I hate last drink's call. The last but, drinks is frustrating. Bar is closed. Yeah. It's a shocking announcement. And you know what? It's an unnecessary one too. If everyone's enjoying themselves, yeah. everyone having a good, really good time, why wouldn't you? I've yeah. been at, I've been at a big sort of conference and they did it early and like people erupted. They're coming back to the tables with five or six drinks, going, "Well, we've got to stock up." It's well, just so early to cut us off. I remember going to a Brisbane bar with Brett Lee, and he turned up in the boat goes, "Just last last orders, boys." And Bingo's one of the best blokes you ever meet. Just goes. Oh, right, okay, mate. Um, 
we'll have 28 uh, vodka lime and sodas. Mm. <laughs> we had 14 each lined up. And he said, mate, leave us alone as you pack up. Yeah. You know, if it's last drinks, I'll have as many as I need. And the bloke did service. So that was one good thing that came <laughs> so, out of it. To be fair, if you're confident enough, and Jude's been here, like, they get last drinks, and then I'll go to the manager and say, mate, look, do you mind? So then you get get a bit of lock-in, they extend it. Okay, just let us get oh. people out of here, and then we'll, we'll we'll have lock-ins. We do a bit of a nice lock-in in England as well, every now and again. <laughs> what about what about the most annoying announcement when you're on hold and you get told you're... Oh. Oh, you're, you you're 19th in the queue. 28th in the queue. The break at the the time at the moment for waiting is two hours, 17 minutes. Yeah. They're the sort of announcements. Give us your best and most annoying announcement, those ones that you just hate on 13353. Andrew in Newcastle said the fire alarm at work. How annoying. Oh. Uh, well, what about when you're in a hotel? Oh, yeah, that's worse. And just so this is not... An yeah. emergency. This, Evacuate this, now. You don't want to be listening to this us when it comes emergency. to any emergency procedures. So don't worry about that. Plenty of calls. Danny in Smithfield. G'day, Danny. What's that annoying announcement or sound, brother? Uh, mate, when my wife gets off the phone and says, we're going to mum's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The worst. <laughs> yeah. Just when you're about to settle down in the sofa yeah. and relax and Footies you know on. you have to put it up with the in-laws. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Danny. That's Thanks, right, brother. I think he's got a great relationship with his mum. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore anyway. Let's go to Todd. How are you, Todd? Yeah, good, buddy. How are you? Mate, hey, good. Toddy. Most annoying or worst announcement? Oh, mate, I come home from work and I tinker around the man cave, do a bit of spray painting, and then next thing the missus outside the window with the megaphone, get in for dinner. Oh, yeah. Never long enough, is it, down that man cave? A little bit of quiet oh, time mate, for yourself, yeah, Toddy. Yeah, trying to tinker around a bit, Just you know. Tinkering. Do a bit good of spray to... painting and... How good's a bit of tinkering? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Mate, how good's a hot dinner on the, on the yeah. at home? Look yeah. What warm's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go to Tony there. Tony, how are you going? Ah, uh, brilliant. How are we, boys? Good, good Mate, Tony. tell us, mate, what's the worst announcement? Gus, you'd remember this one. Remember this one, brother? <laughs> you're at the swingers party. You've spent all day getting ready. You've abstained for a few days. You're good to go. The key's coming out the bowl and your wife draws you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Gus, Tony, Tony, that was Newport Rugby Club back in oh. the day, but that's all right. We move on. Well, what happened there? I didn't, I didn't, hey? What happened there? I don't think we're allowed to say it these days. Sure, you, you, you sure can. That was a grill team story. <laughs> I think Tony's in our Simply the Best call of the week and will win a trip. He's, he's in the mix. He's in the mix and for, to win a trip for two to Queensland's Fraser Coast. Tony, never phone again, mate. Well, well, well done, out. Tony. He's up and about. Tell you what, Elbo has got engaged. He has. He got married before, but he's getting married now to Jody Hayden. He popped the question at the lodge. A little bit lame. Valentine's Day, he popped the question. Yeah. Hang on. You were, you were all over Valentine's Day yesterday. Yeah. You, you've changed, have you? You, you ruined Valentine's what, Day me? for me. I ruined it you for you. You did. And Al. you. I'm looking at both of you. Al. And the producers outside Al. bringing my wife oh. in, embarrassing oh. her on the radio. She... She, she doesn't like being on the radio. She, she didn't she like didn't. it at all. She goes, what about yeah. bloody what, Del and Jude's wives? Why can't they go yeah. on the bloody radio? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Albo's getting married. A bit of good news for him because he has been under the pump yep. a little bit he lately knows. with some of the stuff that's he been going on. He didn't do it at a Souths game. I thought he might have done it at the Souths nah, game. No, well, that uh, probably would have been even lamer, doing yeah. it in Vegas, maybe <laughs> in, an Elvis, in an Elvis suit or something at half time. But he, but, did it at, he did it at the lodge. Jody Hayden is her name, long-time partner, mm. second-time marriage for him. Oh, now, no. the one thing when you mention someone getting married, when you pop that into Google, what pops up with, with Albo is the fact that he is a wedding DJ. If you invite him along to your wedding, he will at some stage get up behind 
The, he's got uh, his own playlist, doesn't he? Right? He's got his own playlist. So we've Googled. Yes. And this is the fair income. Our Prime Minister of Australia yep. has a wedding song uh, playlist. It's pretty diverse. Yeah. Like yes. he's well, tried to cover all angles. He certainly has. He's a politician at the end of the day, <laughs> so he's covering all <laughs> musical sides. This is his number one song to play if Albo was your DJ at your wedding. Yeah. Can you imagine the big fella shaking it out there? Madison Avenue. Madison Avenue, Don't Call Me Baby, is the number one song on our Prime Minister's wedding playlist. Just turn it up a little bit. Just imagine the big fella shaking it. Del's out in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, Del's off his seat. Yeah. He can move, actually, the big fella. Oh, Oh, yeah. I I prefer that he's gone down the killer's route, which is Mr. Brightside. Everyone sing along with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, got, he's got the tie around the head now. At like this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This makes me think of Jack Rebolt. Is Barnaby Joyce on the invite list? I don't, oh, I'm I don't not think sure. Barnaby's Start. getting an invite, no. Okay, okay, sorry. There's not yeah. enough alcohol at the oh, wedding oh, yeah, for old, uh, the big fella. But you can't imagine the, head, the t- headband with the tie and him all fired up. I love the tie around the head. That's when, that's when you know the family's Woo! getting a bit... It is. But then sometimes, you know, you got to mix it up. You know that, guys? Yeah. And the third one has to be you know who. Yeah. Oh. This is not on Elbow's playlist, yeah. surely. Hey, this hey. is his number so- number three song on his playlist. So he's gone Madison he's Avenue into Tay Tay. He's not playing that in yes, Marrickville, surely. Yes, he is. He's Marrickville, isn't he? Yeah. In a Westie. Yeah, he could be the Greens leader, couldn't and, he? That's where he lives. And also, don't forget, yeah. his, his mum brought him up. He's a mummy's boy, so, you know. <laughs> All right, but I'm saying that's... Can you what, imagine the big fella shaking hey. out? At this stage, you've got his shirt off. It's a big congratulations, though. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely it is. A little bit of good news, and it's yeah. always nice when love is rekindled. Obviously, gone through a breakup. Now yeah. he's getting married again, so we tip our lid to the PM of Australia. Not a bad spot to propose yeah. at the lodge. Well done, it's PM. Pretty nice Will he still spot. be PM when he gets married? Yes, oh. he will. That's why, that's why he had my vote. Well done, PM. <laughs> you... You, mate. He flip-flops. Oh, so mate. Easy, Flippy, he? floppy, all right. <laughs> Tomorrow, boys, George Burgess yep. going to join us. Going to join us for about 20 minutes. Um, going to have a good chat to him about his career and his everything family. that's gone on, his family yeah. and so forth. And maybe we'll get a uh, little bit of two strong hearts with him oh, as well. Yeah. Lovely, um, And also we're going to preview the All-Star game. Be great. So you were part of the first one, mate. Yes. So it'll be really good to get your sort of feelings for around sure. that. Keep an eye on uh, Belmore tonight too. Of course, yeah. the Storm versus the Dog. He's going to review that and... The biggest story in sport, no. Wendell Saylor making his comeback tonight. No. SCG number two, you're about to head off and play a T20. Yeah. We will be having eyewitnesses telling us how you travel because you haven't been travelling yeah, too well with the battle ball. Yeah, last game and you made one run and one, before and that, a golden duck. Have a great rest of your day, guys. See, See you later. guys. Bye. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from four on Triple M.